When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, this is Mark Germani from Alter Bridge, and you're listening to Jay Scott of Rocks. Welcome back. It's the Hook Rocks. It's Jay Scott, and it's the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Hope you're doing well. Hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, getting back in the swing of it here. Uh, as I always mention, we are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, a great network of music-related podcasts. You can check my friends out on Pantheon, like Ron and Esty, Carmen Apice, and Vinny Apice uh, on the Hanging and Banging Podcast. Tom and Zeus on the Kiss Podcast, Shout Out Loudcast. Martin Popoff, the rock historian, the legendary DJ, Mistress Carrie, Chris and Aaron on Decibel Geek, as well as Mac from the Ugly American Werewolf in London podcast. And don't forget to check out Pantheon Podcast on all social media platforms. Just search up Pantheon Pods and their website, PantheonPodcast.com. And also like to invite you to check out some of my other friends like the itch rock and radio show all things blues and southern rock bend and scoop and pod of thunder so please check out those check out the hook rocks wherever you podcast on amazon apple google wherever we are available on all podcast platforms and set your app to automatic download so you get the latest episode right to your phone we've got over 400 episodes we've been doing this for three plus years we've had some great episodes recently we talked about the algorithms and TikTok and how they're ruining 
music by throttling discovery of new bands. We just had a couple new music spotlights with Jordan and Taylor from Moon City Masters, Jax Hollow, the great singer-songwriter from Nashville, uh, GA20, Matt Stubbs, the guitar player, stopped by. We've also had Timmy Ruff from The New Roses. We had Anthony Gomes, Mark Tremonti, James Lomenzo, Orianti, and Tuck Smith and Tyler Bryant. So please check out those as well. And we did our live album review of Unleashed in the East, the great legendary Judas Priest album from 1979. So please check that out. You can find us everywhere on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Hook Rocks. And uh, look for our website here coming in the next couple of weeks and revisiting that after talking about having a website for so long. But we are finally uh, at that uh, at that juncture with having a website finally. So uh, please check that out. We have a wonderful guest for you today uh, from a band that I love talking about, and that band is Thunder Mother. I had the pleasure of seeing them in September open up for Scorpions. They've got a fantastic album, Black and Gold, that was released earlier this year that is absolutely phenomenal. One of the best albums of 2022. Uh, what makes this uh, interview special is this is kind of a post-recap of their first North American tour with guitar player Philippa Nazil, who has joined us. And I can't wait to learn more about her and talk about this tour that they just had. And uh, how are you this evening where you're at and this morning where I am at? What's going on, Philippa? Hi. Th- happy Thanksgiving. Thank you very much. Thank you. What time is it there in, in Sweden? It's 6 p.m. on a Sunday night. Okay. All right. And uh, I was at a kind of birthday party yesterday with a lot of friends, musicians from Sweden and bands, uh, famous bands even. <laughs> and we had a party all night. So, well, I'm I'm glad I woke up for this now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, drink some coffee, get some fluids in you if it was a long night. But uh, we're glad to yeah. have you here and we're glad to talk about the tour that you guys just did with Scorpions. Probably wrapped up a little over a month ago. Here, I, like I said, I had the pleasure of seeing you outside of Chicago and Rosemont, and uh, I'm going to talk to you about my experience and learn more about your experience. But every time we have a first-time guest, we always ask the same first question, and that is really what the show is all about. And just like every great rock song has a hook that pulls you in, every rock fan has a moment, whether it's a song, an album, a band, or performance that hooked you on rock and roll. What was it? For me, it was uh, it was probably in school uh, when I saw an, a band perform in the in the big room where the principal normally speaks, you know. But there was a rock night, and they played some uh, Rage Against the Machine songs, and I was uh, very young, and they were jumping around like crazy, and I'm like, I'm gonna do that too. I'm gonna learn. So within a year in that school, I was the best one. As, as soon as I saw them, I'm gonna be a pro at guitar. <laughs> I want to do that for the rest of my life. And now I'm 36, and I'm living my dream. What were some of the guitar players that you gravitated to once you unlocked that, you know, that interest in music? Well, at first I had no clue about anything. So, but I loved Zach Wild <laughs> in the beginning, 
Uh, now, later and older, I, I learned much more about music. So I love Randy Rhodes actually more now than Essek Wild on Ossie's albums. But I had all the Ossie albums from a young age. And uh, I actually learned more about the kind of music I'm into now, ACDC stuff like that, like simple classic rock, rock and roll and southern rock that I listen to now. I was I was probably about 24 when I started listening to that kind of music. Well, you know, when you think about guitar, you know, there's so many different approaches um, and so many different styles. It's it's a limited int- instrument based on just what it is physically, but it's up to the player to unlock and 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 go beyond those limitations. You know, as you talk about Randy Rhodes and Zach Wilde, and you talk about Rage Against the Machine and the music that you heard this band play. Um, as a as a performer, was it that moment that you wanted to perform when you saw that band in school, or was there a concert later on that? you know, or a guitar player that you saw on stage that said, you know, I, this has really got to become a reality for me. Well, I, I always been a kind of stage monkey, if you can say that. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I've been like Angus Young in personality <laughs> since I was a kid. Take a lot of attention, like to be in the spotlight. You know, I always got the TV spots on like advertisement stuff when I was a kid and, <laughs> Uh, and uh, I always loved music uh, first and foremost, and that's what I do. I started writing songs like t- I was 10 years old or something. Uh, but uh, yeah, so no, it was very easy. I, th- I think I was like about eight when I said I'm going to be an artist. So it was more for me about the performance at first, but then uh, I learned to master the guitar and songwriting skills. What about the approach for you on guitar? Like, how do you go about playing and writing with the instrument? Well, um, it's, it depends on, in Thunder Mother, it's a good teamwork. We, we all sit together and write each album together in a room. And we do it between tours. We tour a lot uh, around Europe and now also we done North America. Um, we've been in India and everything. We've been touring so much. So it's very hard to find the times to write. So we just plan to meet up in the studio. And often I come up with a riff it's, or an idea, or then uh, we start talking about what should, what should, what do we need on this album? Like a fast song, a shuffle or a classic rock tune, you know, more down tempo or, uh, so that's how we work together. It's interesting that you say you guys sit in a room together because a lot of bands have gone the route of being remote and writing remotely and getting on Zoom meetings. And I'm sure that happens to some extent with every band, but there's something about being in a room together that creates the music organically together that when you do finally record that track or that song, you can tell that there's more of a synergy within the band because this song, you know, came with an idea. Someone brought the idea in. And... Definitely. It's a momentum as well because we put time to do this. We're going to finish today with two hits. We're like very confident. Like today we're going to write two hits from scratch and we won't leave this room until we've done it. Then we can go home, you know. <laughs> so it, it makes pressure a lot harder instead of like, oh, what should we do today on Zoom? And, you know, I send a riff on WhatsApp. It doesn't work like that in real life. You have to you have to just create, force yourself. <laughs> uh, 
but uh, of course, in my everyday life, I sit and record uh, in my studio every day, every day for for uh, just any kind of music because you can't die with the music inside of you. Is something I always say. You have to get it out somehow. <laughs> so, you guys are riding the wave of, of this great album, Black and Gold, released earlier this year. Phenomenal, phenomenal album. Um, Thank you. And yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you got this tour first time in North America with Scorpions, originally with Scorpions and White Snake, but it ended up just being you guys. When I saw you outside of Chicago in Rosemont, I didn't know really what I love Chicago, by the way. (laughs) Yes, I got a bone to pick with you guys because you guys should have emailed me and asked you what pizza place to go to. You guys went to Giordano's, which is okay, but Chicago locals kind of thumb their nose at Giordano's as being too big. Really? Yes. I yeah. thought that was like the the, the old one and only. I no, talked it's, to it's people. Good, but, <laughs> but next time you're in Chicago, I will recommend a place that you guys go to. But, oh, definitely. Yes. But <laughs> as far as the show goes, um, I didn't really know what to expect because Whitesnake was taken off the bill because David Coverdale had some lingering health issues. And I really didn't know how long you were going to be given and what kind of set you were going to have. And I was pleasantly surprised that you guys were given an hour or so. uh, 40 minutes. It seemed longer, though. I mean, you guys played 10 or 11 songs. We did 12 songs, my friend. (laughs) We we even we we rehearsed so much the week before we went to to uh, North America uh, here in Stockholm. And we even, we like, are we going to sh- do a great show, go out in the audience, crowd surf or whatever, or like we normally do crazy shit, or are we just going to showcase our music? We had a long discussion about that. And this, you people, most of you people haven't heard us before. We never toured in the States. You have heard us because you are interested in, you know, finding out new music, but many people are very comfortable. So we were like, let's showcase our music. And so we even timed, because we knew we had 40 minutes, we timed the water breaks. So I knew if I had a sip of water, t- 10 seconds will be lost and we have to probably cut one song. So it, it was very, very rehearsed and we like, 40 minutes of rock and roll without a break even. <laughs> so we, we had so many songs. Yeah. That was, but that was great because I mean, imagine, you know, if White Snake was still going to be on the bill, your, your set wouldn't have been as long. Um, normally on a, on a, on a triple bill like that, the third act usually doesn't get a long set. No, we had 30 minutes at first. Yeah. Yeah. And that was great for Scorpions to give you extra time instead of bringing in another band because they probably you know, considered it and talked about it. And the other thing that was great was the crowd. I mean, there was probably about 90% capacity at the Chicago show. And it's about, I want to say a 16,000 capacity arena. So you guys had about 90 to 95% capacity. And the crowd, you know, really got into you guys as the show went on, which I was Mm. really happy to see because and for a new band that isn't really well known in North America, that's a hard thing to do. Yes. And like, we're like, thank you guys. Why <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, but like we were planning to open up the show without any people in the, in the arena, you know, that's what we got into when we accepted this tour. 
And then when we found out we're going to have like probably people would have time to come in and sit down and have their beer already and whatever. And, you know, we had a longer set. It was like, yes, you know, a blessing, you know, we, it's so much better for us, you know. And uh, the scorpions were so incredibly nice to us. They treated us like queens, like the queens, you know, uh, like we were white snake. We got a dressing room. We got a rider. We were shocked. We were not supposed to have anything. <laughs> well, I did see Matthias Jabs on the side of the stage while you guys were performing uh, up there. And I thought that was really cool for him to come out and watch you guys perform. So that was that was awesome. They were so cool guys to hang out with them. We just love each other, truly, all of us right now. We are such good friends. And in the middle of the tour, Klaus came to us like, guys, we really love you. You want to come to us, uh, play with us in Europe too? <laughs> We're like, hell yeah. <laughs> so we doing That's that. That's the other thing. That's the other thing because now tours are so packaged based on data. Right. When you get a promoter, especially here in, in America, you get a, a legacy band like Scorpions or Iron Maiden or whoever these bands are. And the promoter matches them up with a with an opener that is either, you know, a legacy, another legacy act or a new band that has all these streams and all these numbers that all these promoters love. Yeah. And not to say that you guys don't, but in North America. You, you guys are still trying to tackle that audience. You guys are still trying to open yourselves or, or have people open themselves up to you guys. Yeah. So for Scorpions to take a virtual unknown band in America on tour with them, mm. not based on numbers, but based on the fact that they liked your music, mm. I think that's incredibly awesome. I think that's great. I think more bands need to do that. Instead of worry about the the data and the numbers and the streams, take out something that's good, a band that's good. And I mean, yeah, it doesn't happen anymore. That feels like an 80s fairy tale, in my in my opinion. But I think it helped that we are big in Germany, where they're from. We're on the radio there a lot. So their wives have been listening to us a lot, you know, when, when they're driving car and the car and whatever to work. And so they came to us like, can he, can I have an autograph for my, for my, you know, daughter and whatever? <laughs> In, in Germany, we're big, but in, to take the chance to bring us to the States where we're completely unknown, that's, uh, yeah, I don't know why they did that, actually. I don't know why, how, how they were thinking. How the hell were they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I've said that because nothing frustrates me more because we do a lot of promotion of new bands and new music on, on this podcast that I wish more bands like Scorpions would take out more bands like Thunder Mother more yes. bands that are unknown that need that audience because yeah because these these young bands are are really gr grinding it out in terms of building an audience one by one whether it's through social media whether it's through playing live and to give you an audience when i walked into allstate arena in in outside of chicago and i saw the crowd i'm like wow this is great for thunder mother this is going to be awesome for them because yeah. Yeah. it was it was packed and the crowd really responded to your music. And by the end of the show, a lot of the fans were cheering. A lot of the fans were, were standing up. So mm. that had to be a great feeling for you guys. Uh, yes, absolutely. We said that before every show. We, we need to have them clapping in this third song, at least. So let's do anything, what it, what it takes, you know, 
because <laughs> we trust that, that we are a good performing band on stage and we, our music is good. So we need to get them with the talk in between. What do you call that? You know, when the singer talks in between the songs? Oh, uh, God, I, I don't mean, what's the term for that? Um, it's not like, middle talk. <laughs> yes, yes. Middle talk. <laughs> and so she did a great job, Guernica Mancini, our singer, in like quick getting the audience to listen to her. And she was pumping up for the scorpions. Why are we here? Yeah, we're here to get pumped because the scorpions are coming on soon, you know. Are you pumped? You're not standing yet. We need to have you ready for the main act. And uh, I think the scorpions like that, too. <laughs> I'm sure they did. I'm sure. So throughout the tour, you know, going from all these places that you guys have never been before and, and seeing all these things, what were some of your favorite spots? What were some of your favorite shows on the tour? Um, well, definitely Chicago is memorable for me personally. I love that. And I love the city and also everything, all the blues that comes from, from your town and, you know, I went to Buddy Legends Club. Buddy uh, Guy? Uh, Buddy Guy, sorry. Yeah, Buddy Guy. Uh, his club is uh, Buddy Le- Buddy's Legends. And I met Buddy Guy, <laughs> which was fantastic. And I don't know how that happened. Me and Mona Lindgren, the bass player, went there. And we got invited for the, his 90-year-old birthday bash the day after. So after the show, we jumped in a cab, took, uh, went to Buddy's Legends, and went to his birthday party. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That's like old school rock and roll, you know? Just just the whole trip to North America was worth that evening. You know what I mean? I had so many great moments. <laughs> and also like touring in so many states and seeing so much places. But I can't say one show that was better than another because I think all the shows were exceptional for us. Doing what you did with Buddy Guy and being a part of that. <laughs> yeah. He's the last of the players from Chicago. Like he's the last one. Like he's everyone else is dead. John Lee Hooker, Muddy Waters, Magic Sam, Otis Rush, the list goes on. Mm. So, you know, to have that experience with one of the original OGs as we call is And I'm call. like, dreams come true in America, you know what I'm how <laughs> that's how I felt. <laughs> that's amazing because you know, when you think of Jimmy Page and you think of like Jeff Beck and Clapton, they all called Buddy Guy the best guitar player to ever live. You know, and Keith like, Richards and yeah. Yeah. That goes on. I mean, he's he's the dude, you know, like nobody bends a string like Buddy Guy does. And or sings. Yes, yes. So that's that had to be amazing, amazing experience. So good you for know, you for having that. Yeah, we went up and jammed and we were almost, you know, so nervous. <laughs> I don't want to jam in front of Buddy Guy on guitar. And he left in the middle of my song. I'm like, damn, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> At least his sons were very grateful and they were really nice and their wives. <laughs> well, yeah, he's got his farewell tour coming up here next year. So, um, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. He's got, he's got to be early 80s, mid 80s by now. So, um, oh, he turned 90 when I was there. Okay, so he's 90. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, he's still getting up there at 90 years old and playing, which is absolutely amazing. But that had to be a wonderful experience for sure. Yeah, that was crazy. Touring in your 90s is pretty epic. <laughs> as far as the shows go, you know, what did you learn 
the most about your band you know during this time i mean this is a huge experience for you guys a wonderful experience and uh you know here you are you know front and center in north america touring all over what was the thing that you guys learned about yourselves where did you guys do you think you evolved as just performers doing this uh yes we are we got very i think we got very de- developed very good in our performance and in how we uh, want to, what we want to do as a band, you know, in the future. And we need to, um, yeah, we have a lot of talks on what we want to do. And we've just been touring so much and yeah, where we want to go. And, uh, we're very like a pro, uh, like pro girls working. We are like a business. Uh, we don't have a management. So we have meetings every Monday and we have a work board on online that we have tasks to do every week and i do these and you know so we all work so much for the band like 10 hours a week a person just doing other things and because you need to have it all to become bigger so i do the social media for example and the drummer emily you on she books the tour manager and the crew for the gigs and we we know we can do we can do it all by ourselves you know and we we uh we have a lot of support from many musicians and not least the Scorpions and, you know, all you guys that are doing these kind of podcasts and it seems to work. What was or how did it Scorpions approach you guys for the tour? Uh, well, it started with that we got signed to the same booking agency. And then he asked, uh, sent a list to the Scorpions of support bands they can choose from. And they, uh, Klaus uh, said the Thunder Mother instantly, the singer, Klaus Miner. And uh, he, he want to have girls on the tour and uh, support female empowerment. That's awesome. What did you learn, like, just watching them perform every night? I mean, they, they kill it every night. They have been. I mean, I remember seeing them years ago. And just marveling how great they sounded. And then here they are years later sounding just as good. What was it about their performance, about how they go about their business? Did you learn from? Oh, that's hard because they're in a completely different, different level. You know, <laughs> they have just 50 people with them and we have one, <laughs> but it definitely uh, makes you want to reach higher goals <laughs> for sure. They have uh, the LED screens, they have film guys, they have their own social media guys with them. They have two tour managers with them, management, they have everything. Well, I mean, they've been around since the mid-70s, you know, I mean, it's... It's uh, incredible what they've done. For me, I think it just keeps uh, us uh, and me want to write more music because I think their, their ballads... Uh, send me send me an angel and window change and everything that changed their career uh the songs they made so it makes us want to do better and write even better songs for the next album when is that next album and you guys have been touring so much you had this album come out this year what are the plans for new music i mean you know most bands are in a year or two cycle of, of releasing new music what is what's that cycle for thunder mother uh, we just did that. We have like three albums now with this label, uh, AFM Records, and they're great. And uh, we we love them a lot. So we just need to get a new deal uh, with them or someone, you know, and 
uh, take time to write, but we said it's no stress right now because we've been doing it like in a loop. It's a circle that never ends. So right now we're going to focus on uh, touring some big uh, festivals and uh, we want to come back to North America. So that's a priority we have right now to discuss with our booking agent there. Well, that's the next question I had. You know, now that you had this experience, um, what is the plan? Is it a plan to come back with, you know, a band like Scorpions? Is it is there a plan to team up with maybe a, another young band like yourselves in North America and do like a club tour? Uh, what do you, what do you guys foresee going next? That's what we don't know yet. So we're waiting what what they want to do <laughs> with us. You know, they're very happy because we are such a small band. They signed and it it became a really good tour and they're really proud of us over at CAA <laughs> in Los Angeles. They didn't believe it themselves. You know, <laughs> that's, he shows us <laughs> and like, you know, they were like, so uh, the guy there, Chris came down to like five shows and like, Oh, I'm so proud of you. He hanged out with us. Uh, you know, the booking agent of ACDC even he, you know, he works with the big bands. Uh, <laughs> and now like this up and coming little girls from Stockholm, <laughs> Yeah, that's you. We love to rock and roll. Uh, it's just incredible. So I hope we can get another support tour with some band, or you know, a headline tour. We share a stage with someone equal our size. So that's just a question I don't can I can't answer right now. But um, I hope uh, it will be sooner rather than later. As most bands in Europe and the UK, you know, want to play America. You know, every time I interview a band that's from overseas. You know, they want to get to America and there's the issue of the expense of touring America. It's not as cheap as it used to be. Um, and also too, because of the way thing, the music business is, is, you know, bands from Europe, bands from the UK don't get hardly any airplay on radio because it's just how it is right now. And to be one of the bands that is coming from this new emerging rock scene, even though you guys have been around for a bit, you know, it had to be feel good that, you know, you, you always have dreams of playing, you know, cities like Chicago, New York and L.A. And here you are doing it and getting that chance and that opportunity that a lot of bands at your level in Europe and the U.K. won't probably will never be able to do it. As so, as someone that's in a band that was able to do it, you know, mm. how when you reflect on all what you guys went through to get this gig and get this tour, you know, what what can you say to the bands that are are trying to get to America like yourselves? Well, never stop for first of all, and hopefully, if you're a band, <laughs> a known band in Europe, they want to go over. There is uh, a chance you can do that. I mean, uh, the reason we uh, got discovered in the first place from the, the American booking agent is because we played almost for free during the pandemic on a fire truck and drove around Europe and played in the squares to give music to people, to get, spread happiness uh, in people during lockdown and we just wanted to show that we will never stop spreading rock and roll and it's not about money it's not about anything like that it's about the lifestyle so if you just love what you do you're gonna make it as you know we end the interview here you know in, in looking forward and looking what's next 
You mentioned some festivals next year doing that. And as you wind down the year, what what other plans do you guys have besides that? Um, is it continued touring, touring Europe and other countries? What's, uh, what's next? Well, in May, we're going back, uh, on our, we're going to do our own European tour and co-merge the, those dates with the Scorpions shows because we play every third day with the Scorpions in, in um, Germany and like Switzerland and France. Um, I think <laughs> I'm not completely sure what countries, but, uh, and we're going to play our own shows in between and that then we're going to continue straight away with doing festivals like big festivals in europe all summer so we're right now free in the fall and waiting for uh, what's what's gonna pop in the email but you know <laughs> some offers or whatever uh, hopefully the american clubs would like to book us or another band want to have us on or you know uh, some opportunity comes up hopefully in the states <laughs> Well, hey, you know, once you've been here, you know, it's it's like you want to come back and perform and and play all these places. I mean, I was following you guys on social media and you know, seeing you guys out in uh in the desert, you know, or or I think it was outside of Vegas. You guys yeah. were doing some stuff and you know, just you know, these experiences that you had. I know Gernika spent some time here, you know, as she was going to school here for for a bit, but you know, for all the for the band to have this experience that had to be just absolutely wonderful and awesome for for all you guys and you know well deserved because you guys do work very hard at what you do and you know the music that you guys put out whether it was black and gold or the one previous to that that i'm familiar with um you know i, I know the people that I, I communicate with a lot here on the podcast love the band uh and i just hope that the audience continues to grow here in America. Thank you so, so much. And, you know, as a up and coming band, you have to put in the work. It's not all party party. We can't party party. We need to put down time into the band. We have to make music videos. We have to make songs. We have to, so, you know, you have to choose in life a little bit what you want to focus on. And then you can have the big parties and whatever, but we're not there yet. We're going to keep on working. <laughs> For the party, right? Yeah, for the party <laughs> when I'm old. Philippa, <laughs> this has been great. Thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being in your podcast. And see you guys soon, I hope. I hope so, too. Everyone, that's Philippa Nazil from Thunder Mother. Check out Thunder Mother, their new album, Black and Gold. Uh, you can find it everywhere you stream. And you can go to, was it thundermother.com, which is the website where you can order I know I got my bundle. I wore my T-shirt that I got on the bundle that I that I ordered, and then I was Thank in Nashville. You. I was in Nashville wearing your shirt, and like two people come up to, came up to me at two different times and go, "Thunder Mother's awesome." Oh, and really? Like, yeah, they are. They're great. You know, so it was cool to kind of wear that walking billboard out and have people come up to you and say, "Man, that band's great. That's awesome." You know, so that was a good feeling to, to that for that to happen too. Thank you for supporting. As you know, we do everything, even our own merchandise and everything. <laughs> it's a great t-shirt. Love the t-shirt. Oh, and, and the vinyl. I love the vinyl. So, Thank you. <laughs> All right, everyone. Take care of each other. Thanks for listening. Uh, again, check out Thunder Mothers. Go to any streaming site. Check them out. They're a great band. Just finished up the tour here in North America with Scorpions. I'm Jay Scott. 
We'll talk soon. Thank you. Flashlight shows me off the stage And I'll wave goodbye Grab a beer and talk it over It winds me down and takes the edge off Did I do it like I should have? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.